Welcome to a Stonewall's Perspective Podcast. We're on a mission to see lives changed by the gospel, one life at a time. Well, hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of a Stonewall's Perspective Podcast. I am your host, Alexander Stone. We are on a mission to see lives changed by the gospel, one life at a time. In today's episode, I'm going to be going over Romans chapter 1, but before I do that, I have a very special announcement to to make. I am starting a new podcast with a friend of mine. That's all I'm going to say as of right now, but stay tuned for more information about this podcast that I'm starting with my friend Cal. It's going to be great. It's going to be amazing, and I'm sure you'll like it. Uh, but with that being said, let's get into Romans chapter 1. So I'm going to skip uh, ver- the first 15 verses because it's just Paul's greeting and Paul's Paul Paul saying to the church of Rome that he wishes to go and talk to the church of Rome but let's start in Romans 1 verse 16 and I've said this verse a lot in this podcast but I'm going to say it again and I'll probably say it many more times on my podcast but it says for I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God to salvation for everyone who believes, first for the Jew and also for the Greek. And the way that the Apostle Paul writes this verse is very beautiful, and I'll get to that in a few minutes. But I'm going to focus on what this verse not only says, but what it means as well. And so what Paul is trying to convey here is that he is not afraid to go and share with the world about the gospel and what Christ has done for him and in him and through him. And I will go to say that part of the reason that Paul writes this is because he wants the reader to be the same way as well, being unashamed of the gospel of Christ. And there's a reason for this, and it goes on in verse 17. It says, For it is for in the righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith, just as it is written, the, ju- the righteous will live by faith. And so Paul is literally saying here that if you have faith in Christ, you will have a righteous life. You will live a righteous life. If you are righteous, you will live by faith. You cannot live uh, one without the other. And if you live a life of faith in Christ, that means your life will not look the same as it did before. It should look drastically different than someone who does not have faith in Christ. And there's a vast difference that should be life in Uh, that should be in the life of a Christian and the life of a non-Christian. And sadly, but surely, American church culture has pushed this idea that if you say a prayer when you're five years old at a one or a VBS that you're saved, and that, my friends, is not the case. If you said the sinner's prayer, then great, but does your life reflect that sinner's prayer? Does the way that you walk and talk and the way that you live your life reflect your profession of Christ? And I sure hope so. If it isn't, then I question your salvation in Jesus. And it's because the Bible says if, you, if someone is a Christian, then you will know them by the way that they live their life. And, and the world needs Jesus. Listen, the world needs Jesus. And I would say it needs Jesus now more than it has for a very, very, very long time. And so remember back to verse 16, for I am unashamed of the gospel. I believe it is not only Paul who was calling us to that, but Jesus as well. Because if we aren't unashamed of the gospel, or if we aren't unashamed of Jesus, then what are we really doing with our lives? It's as if we're wasting our life away. And I think that the way that Paul writes this is truly amazing, and here's why. He writes verse 16 as a calling to be unashamed of Jesus. 
writes verse 17 saying what the mark of a true Christian is, and then he goes on and talks about the punishment of sinning against God. And it's not talking about just sinning against God, it's talking about utter, outright rebellion against God. And so, I don't want you to miss this, but, but there is very severe punishment for sin. Okay, The wrath of God is not something that we should toy around with ever, yet every time we sin, we toy around and we play around with the judgment and wrath of God. And listen, sin is an extremely slippery slope, but most people play on it and live on it and end up sliding down it. And if you are near sin, flee from it. If you're tempted to sin, run from it. Living a life uh, full of sinfulness and self-gratification is not worth an eternity condemned to hell for a rebellion against God. And if you have a mindset that you can get away with sin, with there being no punishment, then stop it. Because that's not true. Because verse 18, it says, For God's wrath is revealed from heaven against all godlessness and unrighteousness of people who by their unrighteousness suppress the truth. Listen, the wrath of God, the judgment of God, will inevitably fall on those who live unrighteous lives. And if you want to, lo- if you want to live like that, then by all means, go ahead, but there will be punishment for your sin. If you're living a life that is so unrighteous and so ungodly that you are suppressing the word of God, then there's a huge issue that you have. And maybe you're listening to this podcast and maybe you don't know Jesus, maybe you aren't a Christian, and and I pray that this podcast and what I'm saying right now will help you uh, be led to Him. But you're hearing the Word of God being taught this very second. And if you die right now without knowing Christ, then you will not have any excuse. There will be no excuse at all. And so don't don't stop listening to this podcast without knowing Jesus. Give your life to Christ because without him there is eternal punishment and eternal judgment for you. Don't waste this opportunity that you have now to put your faith in Jesus Christ. Verses 19 and 20 they say, Since what can be known about God is evident among them because God has shown it to them for his invisible attributes that is his eternal power and divine nature have been clearly seen since the creation of the world being understood through what he has made as a result people are without excuse so christ has literally revealed himself to us not only through his word but through creation as well and if you do not know him then you are without excuse for not knowing him he has offered himself to us, but will we choose to accept it? That is up to you. I can't choose that for you. If I could, I would, but I can't. And so maybe you do know Jesus. Maybe you've grown up your whole life going to, going to church and going. maybe you go to a Christian school and, and maybe you've heard all the stories, read all the important verses about Jesus saving us. Maybe that's you. And maybe you know Jesus, but you are living in utter rebellion too uh, by, by living in your sin. And I hope that's not any of you who are listening to this, but chances are that probably could be. It goes on and says in, in verse, 20, uh, verse 21, it says, For though they knew God, they did not glorify Him as God or show gratitude. Instead, their thinking became worthless, and their senseless hearts were darkened. And listen, this is a warning to everyone who is leading and living a sinful life. 
Stop glorifying your sin and start glorifying Him again. Start glorifying Christ again. Don't let your hearts be darkened by the ways of this world. Don't let your minds be clouded by the things that the world continues to push and promote. It's never, ever something to be in or around. If you continue in your sin, all that you are doing is digging a bigger and bigger and deeper and deeper hole for yourself. And the reason I say that is because the more that you sin and the more that you rebel against God, it, is the, it will not be long before He starts withdrawing His presence before you, with your li- from your life. I was uh, talking to one of my teachers in school about this, about Romans chapter 1, and he, he put it like this, that you're driving downhill in a car, and the faster you go downhill, Christ will slowly start taking the roadblocks, roadblocks out of your way so that you can do what you want to do. And that's the perfect representation of what happens when you live a sinful life, that you're going down a hill and Christ has these roadblocks in place so that you may be able to turn around. But eventually when you are still in your sin, continuing to sin, living in sin, he will take away those roadblocks and he'll just say, here, do what you want to do. And that's the reality of it. It goes on in the next verse and says, claiming to be wise, they became fools. So the wisdom of this world is utter foolishness in the eyes of God. The wisdom of this world will say that you can do what you want to do without any consequence for it. It's not only foolishness to believe this lie, it is actually in the category of wickedness as well. Listen, if you think you are wise or if people say that you're wise by the world's standards, do not be deceived. You are not wise. You're a fool. And that's just what it is. That's the reality of it. It goes on and says, And exchange the glory of the immortal God for, Im- for images resembling mortal man, birds, four-footed animals, and reptiles. So this worldly wisdom, this foolishness in the eyes of God will cause you not only to exchange God for this world, but it will also cause you to reject God as well. And this is what happens when you start saying that you want nothing to do with God. It is one of the most dangerous things that you can do on the face of planet Earth. And listen, Scripture does not return void. In the Word of God, it says punishment will occur when you sin. You better bet your money on what the Bible says because it is correct. This is why I emphasize so often that you should turn away from your sin and turn to Christ. There is punishment for your sins. There is judgment from your sins. So run from your sin and flee from your sin. And so when I've studied this text, I've observed that Christ will, like I said earlier, will withdraw your presence from your li- his presence from your life. And it's a three-step process, and it eventually it starts with human rebellion, human sin, and when you rebel against God, He will eventually let you rebel. He won't get in the way of it anymore. In verse 24 it says, Therefore God delivered them over in the desires of their hearts to sexual impurity so that their bodies were degraded among themselves. So think about that for a second. Think about the things that this world is promoting and pushing. And like I said just a second ago, Scripture does not return void. The Bible is 100% right, 100% right all of of the time. It's always right, and it always will be right. And what is occurring in the world regarding human sexuality proves Romans chapter 1 right. And this is the starting point of what happens when you rebel against God. 
It is God giving us up to the sinful desires of our heart. And maybe maybe you're listening to this podcast and you're thinking to yourself, how could a loving God allow us to sin? Listen, our God is so loving that he won't force us to love him back. If you want to sin and, and you say, God, I don't care about you, he will step back and allow you to sin. Don't let it go to that point. Don't let it get to that point. It is not a good path to go down. Verse 25, it says, They exchanged the truth of God for a lie and worshipped and served what has been created instead of the Creator who is praised forever. Amen. So they started worshipping what God has created instead of God. They would rather believe lies that were shoved down their throat by society instead of believing the truth of God's word. And society will lie to us. It will tell us to sin. It will encourage us in our sin. But mark, mark my words. When you abide by the world, you are heaping up judgment upon yourself. And it continues to get worse. Listen, to the extent that you rebel against God is to the extent that God will resist you and your sin. I'm going to say that again. To the extent that you rebel against God is the extent that God will resist you and your sin. Verse 26, it says, For this reason God delivered them over to disgraceful passions. Their women exchanged natural sexual relations for one for, for unnatural ones. And this is the second giving up of God. He gives us up from idolatry and gives us over to depravity. It's complete and utter immorality. Verse 27, it says, The men in the same way also left their natural relationships with women and were, and were inflamed in their lust for one another. Men committed shameless acts with men, received in their own person the appropriate penalty of their error. Listen, burning in sin because they would rather please the flesh than please Christ. It's sad. And this is evil, evil stuff, guys. And my heart hurts for people who profess to know God and say that they know God, will go, but will go down such a path as this. And it gets even worse as well. And I wish that there was something magic that I can say that would change you into how Christ wants you to be, but, but, but that's your decision. And I want you to see, and I want to see your life changed by Jesus like he changed mine, and he can do it. But listen closely, if you buy into the crap that the world gives you, you are buying into a satanic, evil lifestyle. The God of the whole universe condemns it, and that should be enough to quit living like the world and turn your life over to Jesus. And there's one last roadblock that Christ will remove from your life if you continue in rebellion against Him. And when it gets to this point, it is that your rebellion has gone so far that it is as if you are spitting in the face of God Himself. I'm gonna, I'm being careful with what I say, but it's basically you giving a middle finger to God. And it just gets way downhill from there. Your life will be turned upside down and it won't be good for you. Verse 28, it says, And because they did not think it worthwhile to acknowledge God, God delivered them over to a corrupt mind so they do that, so that they do what is not right. And that's sin against God over and over and over again that it has gotten to the point that you no longer acknowledge God. You don't care at this point. And it's a tragic thing that occurs but it can be pre prevented, and it's only through Christ. There's a very famous hymn, and I 
and I talked about it. I mentioned it. I, I actually quoted the whole song in my podcast with Phil Johnson about what the gospel is. And go check that out. It's an amazing episode. But I'm going to read it again. And it says, In Christ alone my hope is found. He is my light, my strength, my song, this cornerstone, this solid ground, firm through the fiercest drought and storm. What heights of love, what depths of peace, when fears are stilled, when striving cease, my comforter, my all in all. Here in the love of Christ I stand, in Christ alone who took on flesh, fullness of God and helpless babe. The, this gift of love and righteousness scorned by the ones he came to save till on that cross as Jesus died the wrath of God was satisfied for every sin on him was laid here in the death of Christ I live there in this ground his body laid lighten the world by darkness slayed then bursting forth in glorious day up from the grave he rose again and as he stands in victory since curse has lost its grip on me for I am his and he is mine bought with the precious blood of Christ no guilt in life no fear in death this is the power of Christ in me from life's first cry to final breath Jesus commands my destiny no power of hell no scheme of man can ever pluck me from his hand till he returns or calls me home here in the power of Christ I'll stand listen it is in Christ alone that we receive salvation. It is in Christ alone that we get Jesus, that we get eternal life, that we get God. And if you give your life over to Christ, then you can literally kill your sin. You don't have to live in it or, or participate in it. it in, you don't have to live in it or participate in it anymore. And the reason I chose this text to talk about in this podcast is because I want to warn everyone about the punishment meant of sin but Jesus can conquer it it says sin's curse has lost its grip on me its hold on me and it and it through Jesus's blood that he shed on Calvary that I have been set free and and maybe you profess to know Christ and I know many of you who who listen to this podcast do but you're living your life in blatant sin against God and if that's you, I'm concerned for your soul, for your eternity. Because in Matthew 7, verse 21 through 23, it says, Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but only the one who does the will of my Father who is in heaven. Many will say to me on that day, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name and, and in your name drive out demons and perform many miracles then I will tell them plainly I never knew you away from me you evil doers so how do you know you're saved if you are saved you will not live a life full of sin you know that you are saved because your life has been changed by Jesus so do you know Jesus here's a better question does Jesus know you just because you say you know Jesus does not mean he knows you so I'll put it this way, I cannot go walk up to the White House and say, I know President Joe Biden, and they let me into the office. It doesn't work like that. Unless Joe Biden, President Biden comes out and says, I know Alex Stone, they would drag me out. And that is the exact same way in the kingdom of God. If you think that you can live in your sin and think that Jesus is your friend, then you are deceived and you need to go find Christ right now. If you know Jesus, your life will not look like this world. The sign of a true Christian is that you do the will of Jesus as your lifestyle. 
And if you can say that you know Jesus, but your life is like the world, and you sing the songs of Cardi B, act like Miley Cyrus, and all of Hollywood, and all of your role models, I'm sorry, but you don't know Jesus. And that could be some of you who are listening to this podcast right now, and I hope it isn't, but Romans chapter 1 finishes off with many examples that could be a mark of depravity uh, of God, without God. A life depraved of God, a life without Christ. And I warn you against these, it finishes and says, they are filled with all unrighteousness, evil, greed, wickedness. They are full of envy, murder, quarrels, deceit, and malice. They are gossip, slanders, God-haters, arrogant, proud, boastful, inventors of evil, disobedient to parents, senseless, untrustworthy, unloving, unmerciful, and though they know God's just sentence, that those who practice such things deserve to die, They not only do them, but applaud others who practice them. Are you living separated from this world? Or are you living a lifestyle that pleases God? Listen, I yearn for the mark of holiness and separation from the world for the people who listen to my podcast and all the people I know and all the people in this world. But do you know Jesus? Does Jesus know you? Are you saved from your sin, from separation from God, from the punishment and judgment of God? Do you know what Christ will say to you on the day of judgment? There is one of two things that you will hear. In Matthew 25, verse 23, it says, His master said to him, Well done, good and faithful servant. You were faithful over a few things. I will put you in charge of many things. Share your master's joy. But in Matthew 7, 21 through 23, like I just said, it says, Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but only the one who does the will of my Father in heaven. On that day, they will say to me, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name, drive out demons in your name, and do many miracles in your name? Then I will announce to them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you lawbreakers. And I hope that isn't you. I hope you hear, well done. And listen, Uh, The reason I am doing this podcast is because I care for you. I care for your soul. I'm on a mission to see lives changed by Jesus. And oh, how I yearn for you to be changed like he changed me. And listen, if you're acting like the world, then stop it. If you're playing around with the world, then stop it. Because when you play with the world, you're playing with the judgment of God. And I don't want that for your life. I don't because I've experienced that in my life. I've lived a life full of sin and I've lived a life that honors Christ as well. And and I can tell you from experience that when you are living in sin, it is not a good thing for you. It's not a good thing for your soul. All it brings is destruction and damage and separation. And I don't want that for anybody. So turn to Christ. Ask Him to save you. Ask Him to change you. And He will if you allow Him to. Listen. There's hope in Christ. There's freedom in Christ. And I hope you find it. I hope you know it. And if you don't, please email me, askastone1 at gmail.com. I can help you. I can talk to you more in depth than I can on this podcast. I want to be able to help every single one of you who listens to this. So please email me if you have any questions or struggles or comments. And I'll, I'll do my best to help you and I'll pray for you and Because I I, I care for all of you who are listening to this. I do. But with all of that being said, please uh, uh, thank you for listening to my podcast. Please share it. And 
um, write a review on it like I asked in the previous episode. I hope you all have a great day. God bless you. God go with you. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to today's episode. We hope you enjoyed. You can also check us out at Stonewall's Perspective on Facebook and Instagram to keep up with the latest news. Stay anchored.